This is an audio-only version of the video series broadcast on YouTube. If you want to experience Me, Myself, and Die as it was originally intended, search for Me, Myself, and Die on YouTube, Facebook, or Rumble. Or go to www.memyselfanddie.com. All of the show's playlists, social media links, and other material can be found there. And now, Me, Myself, and Die. He goes splashing down to the water, but the water is moving so fast, it immediately begins to carry him away towards the edge of that cliff where he's splashing through the water and he turns around and he can see that the cliffside is rapidly approaching. If he does not do something about this right now, he is going to go over the edge. Well, hello and welcome back once again to me, myself, and I. I am, as always, your intrepid GM host and player, Trevor DeVal. Thanks so much for tuning in. And as always, if you want to help support the show, please do hit like and subscribe if you have not done so already. And if you want to help support the show on Patreon, or if you want to help the show by buying some merchandise or by buying some stuff through DriveThruRPG, there are affiliate links below. All that stuff is below. Thanks so much once again and welcome back. So, on Kalapuki has made his way halfway across the hinterlands, being chased by something, being pursued by something, that something is gaining on him, but has not yet caught him. When last we left off, he had just scaled this large cliff beside a roaring waterfall and saw ahead of him a river going due north like an arrow straight north, which was a very good thing. But he still has a long road ahead of him, many, many miles to go, and so, let us get back to the journey and see if he can get through the hinterlands and to the lair of Thalgalos. If, in fact, Thalgalos' lair is there, which it probably is, but who could say? The dice will always tell the story. The first area that he comes across as he continues his trek north through the hinterlands is, through the wild tanglewood of the hinterlands, is Azure One. Oh, a denizen's lair. He's traversing this area with haste, so what happens here? His edge is plus three, traversing the Dennis's lair. Eight is a weak hit. Weak hit means he rolls on this table here. Edge, weak hit result, 58. Mark progress, okay, that's great. So his progress is going to go up to six. He comes across a denizen's lair, but he's able to mark progress, which means he's able to avoid it. What does the lair look like? The lair is 80. Pillaged? 76, container. He does continue his way across the river when he comes across a series of small holes in the bank. And you can see that the holes are of varying size, anywhere from like the uh, size of a fist to the size of a you know grapefruit kind of thing. It's almost like these holes are honeycombing the, the bank of the river here. And he's wise enough to, you know, take a, a wide berth around this because he has a suspicion that this could be perhaps a lair of some creature. but. It's neither an opportunity nor a danger, so he is able to 
circumvent that and mark progress, which means the days go on. He continues north. What is the next area that he comes across as he makes his way north? That the land here, by the way, is always ascending, always rising, rising up to the shadow of the hills and the veiled mountains ahead of him to the north. The land is, is getting craggier, rockier, more broken. There's still heavily forested areas that this river traverses through, but the wind picks up and, and a small amount of snow begins to fall from the the icy skies above, but the land is a series of escalating cliff uh, faces and escarpments moving up ever, uh, ever northwards towards the, the, the hills. So what is the next area he comes across? 79. An overgrown structure. An overgrown structure. A ruin, perhaps? Perhaps? I don't know anything about it yet, but let's see what happens with him. He is still operating with great haste. So he's gonna be rolling edge once again. This is plus three. Six, fail, 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 fail. Reveal a danger on a fail. Let's reveal our danger. As he comes across an overgrown structure, what is the danger? 83, your way is blocked or trapped by an overgrown structure. Okay, so what I think it is is he's climbing up these escarpments, these bluffs, these cliff sides. The river is on his right and he continues up climbing these escarpments, climbing these these small little cliffs, but up ahead he sees that there is an ancient overgrown structure. And what that structure is, again, I think it's of elder creation, much like all of the structures that Arn has encountered, all of the ruined structures he's encountered. And the structure is basically like a, a giant stone dam that has a gatehouse in the center through which the river goes, but it is blocking the way entirely. So as he climbs up the cliff face, he emerges and he can see ahead of him that this monstrous, monstrous stone monolithic structure is blocking the way from, from cliffside to cliffside. The river itself goes careening through a, an ancient gateway and he sees that there's no way to traverse this thing unless he scales the structure itself. While his way is blocked, I think blocked, not trapped in this case. So here's the thing. Either he finds a way to scale the structure, which is gonna be face danger, or he has to find another way around. And if he finds another way around, that's gonna take time. So what's it gonna be? You know what? I'm just gonna ask the Oracle, 50-50, because I'm gonna let the, decide, the dice decide what happens. So one to 50, uh, Arn is going to try and scale the wall. 51, 200, he's gonna find another way around. Zero, two, he definitely is going to scale the wall. So he looks at this thing, the wind is blowing, the, the water is still cascading from this, from this ancient stone gateway. I think the structure itself, the dam is at least like, like probably 50 feet tall, but he pulls out his rope and, actually that's a good question. The Delve uh, book has um, a little move in here called, check your gear. Does he in fact have a specific helpful item? So he's rolling plus supply. So this is plus three in this case. Oh, oh no, four. He does not have anything to help him and the situation grows more perilous. Pay the price. So he's rummaging through his backpack looking for something to help him scale this wall, but something goes horribly wrong <laughs> while he does. What goes wrong from this, 65? It is harmful. Okay, so I think what happens is 
He's looking for something to help him. He doesn't have anything. So instead he just tries to begin to climb on his own basically, but the stone is very sheer. It's very, very difficult to, for, for his hands to find purchase. And as he kind of scrambles up a little bit, he gets maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 feet up and kind of scrambles and, and goes sliding back down to the earth, hitting the stony shore beside this river, kind of cracking his head a little bit and he's gonna take two harm. Ah, he, he kind of checks his temple. You know, blood is, is you know, coming out of this open wound. He, he quickly sort of staunches the wound, he looks up. Ah, I cannot let this wall defeat me. I must get around it somehow. Now, I think the reason why he doesn't go through the gateway is because the river at this, at this stage is churning, churning. It's quite, it's quite wild, many, many rapids. So for him to try and navigate through the river is just as dangerous as, as him to try and climb the wall. But at this point, I think the wall has kind of defeated him. Well, it really has. So he is going to try and splash through that river to get to the gateway. Now, here's the thing. Is there a large iron portcullis that separates this side of the river from the other side in this wall? Mm, I think there's a good chance. Let's ask the Oracle. I think it's likely. So 26 or greater is a yes. Yes. So he looks, he's got a splashes of the river. He sees this giant iron portcullis. Now, what's the quality of this portcullis? Well, he won't be able to lift it. There's no way. There's no way he'd be able to lift it, but it might be corroded. It might be damaged. He might be able to get up to it and see if he can force his way through it or maybe like bend some of the corroding rusted bars, if in fact they are corroded and rusted. I don't really know. He's gonna have to do a gather information check here. He's sort of standing on the edge of the banks looking at this, at this raging river coming through to see if he can confirm whether or not that it's even worth it to get close to that gate. Plus wits. So, so we kit, envision what you discover and take plus one momentum. So his momentum's gonna go from two to three as he sees this, but I think what he discovers is that he can see that areas of it are corroded, but in order for him to even get close enough to it, for him to even try and sort of bend these rusty bars aside, he's going to have to navigate this river and that's gonna be very difficult. That is going to cause a face danger roll, which he's gonna try and do now. So he splashes in the river and begins to try and force his way uh, forward towards the gate, his boots slipping on the, the slick slime-covered stones underneath the water surface. I think he grabs a, a, a large tree branch and uses it as a staff to, to, to secure his, his, you know, hiking through this river kind of thing to, to make sure he doesn't fall. Agility and precision, so that's plus edge. So this could be plus three. This is a face danger to get to that gate at all. And he's going to roll, mm, a failure. Pay the price. So, well, he's, trying to get close to the gate, but the water, the, the river itself is not very deep. It's only, you know, maybe yay, two, two, three feet deep kind of thing. But there's so many sharp, jagged, slippery rocks underneath. I think it's very likely that he's gonna slip and fall and hurt himself, but maybe not. Let's roll. Maybe pay the price will, uh, maybe the table will come up with something more interesting. Pay the price. 47, a new danger or foe is revealed. This gatehouse, if you want to call it that, this dam house, dam wall, is at the top of a, of, a, of a narrow cliff. His boots slip underneath. He goes splashing down to the water, but the water is moving so fast, it immediately begins to carry him away towards the edge of that cliff where he's splashing through the water and he turns around and he can see 
that the cliffside is rapidly approaching. If he does not do something about this right now, he is going to go over the edge. He's got to do it. Another face danger. This is going to be brute force as he's splashing around, desperately trying to grab onto some of these sharp, slippery rocks underneath the water before the, the force of the current can cause him to go careening off the side of this waterfall. Very bad. So this is going to be plus iron face danger. Iron is not your friend. Iron is not your friend. And it's going to be five. Oh, but this time it's going to be a strong hit with a match. So he is successful. He takes plus one momentum. His momentum goes up to plus four. And there is a match. So something good happens. He grabs onto the rocks. The water is blasting past him, but he's secured himself. He does not go careening over the edge. He is going to be able to sort of pull himself back to the bank of the river to safety. Freezing, completely wet. What is the nature of the opportunity that reveals itself? What is the nature of the good thing? 33. Aid? 18. Aid direction. Ah, <laughs> I got an idea. As he's pulling himself to shore, he's grabbed onto this, you know, slippery rock bracing himself against the cascading current of this river before it can take him over the cliff's edge. His hand plunges down to the bed of the river, dislodging silt and all this stuff. But just underneath the silt, where his hand reaches down, he he, he feels something. It, it, it's some sort of uh, some sort of metal object. And he kind of, what the hell? And he, he pulls it up before he gets a chance to even really examine it. He, he hauls himself over to the banks. And as he gets to the banks of the river, he, you know, gasping and panting for breath. He looks at this object that he's pulled from the river. And what it is, is an old corroded grappling hook with just a bit of old decayed rope to the end of it. Obviously, somebody at some point in the past tried to scale this wall and did not succeed and lost their grappling hook somewhere down this river. But luckily it got lodged in the silt of the riverbank and aren't because of this match. Just happened to grab it, it aids in his direction because his direction is north over that wall. So he takes that grappling hook, he attaches it to his rope, he trudges his way up towards the wall and he swings, swings, and he swings the grappling hook up. He's trying to, uh, he's trying to get it hooked on so he can pull himself up. Now this is also going to be a face danger. But before he does that, he is going to try and secure an advantage. And how is he going to secure an advantage? By, well, using this newfound grappling hook, basically. So basically, the outcome of this role could determine the quality of the grappling hook. Maybe the grappling hook is garbage and maybe it falls apart. So he's going to secure an advantage to climb this wall using this grappling hook that he just found. Securing advantage plus two wits is five. So that's a weak hit on secure an advantage. The advantage is short-lived. Take plus one momentum. His momentum goes up to five. And yeah, he's able to, the, the, the grappling hook is in good shape. So he takes it, he throws it up and clanks on the side, the, the top of the wall, and he begins to pull himself up hand over hand, reverse repelling his way up this wall as the river crashes along beside him. And now underneath him, as he makes his way up to the top of this wall. This is going to be using, uh, you know what? I think this is strength. I think this is iron as he uh, pulls himself up, trying not to slip off. Using iron plus two is five. That is a weak hit on face danger. He succeeds, but faces a troublesome cost. I think this is going to be resources. So he's pulling himself up, but just as he starts to get to the top, yeah, I think that grappling hook was a little corroded and he begins to 
bend and start to break, and he's got to pull himself even uh, quicker. And he, he, he just gets to the top of that wall when the thing, the grappling hook snaps and his rope goes falling away into the abyss below, into the river being carried off over the side. But he has grabbed onto the side of the wall and he's able to haul himself up because this is a weak hit on face dangerous supply goes down to two. But he has arrived at the top of this gargantuan stone wall. I think there's low crenellations as well on either side. But from the wall, he, he's offered a vantage point and he can see uh, the wilds around him. Uh, there's not much to see to the north because the land still keeps going up to the south, of course, is where he came from. And he can see the wide swath of river plain stretching out below him until finally it meets the, the shadowy forests of the deep wilds that he's left. He continues on, but as he does so, I think Arn over the past several days has been hearing the constant, the near constant whisperings of Mad Visleedy. But over the past few days, Visleedy's whisperings have begun to take on an aura of coherency. They're not just crazy ramblings. As they get closer to the mountains, Visleedy, as though sensing the presence of the dragon, Visleedy begins to whisper to Arn bits of memories, memories of his own battle with Thalgalos all those years ago. Orin is able to see, he's able to see these almost visions. He's able to see that Veslidi was brought low, was laid low by the dragon several times in the battle, but was able to steal himself and get back to his feet and continue the battle. And this sort of tactical knowledge that Veslidi's mad whisperings gives Arn is enough for him to spend his two remaining experience points on, boop, the Battlescarred asset. He's going to take the third option on Battlescarred, which is you have stared down death before when you're at zero health and endure harm, you may roll plus heart instead for him and, and take plus one momentum on a hit. So Arn, I mean, Arn has a tremendous amount of battle experience too. He himself has fought the dragon. He's fought many things uh, over the course of his long adventuring career. But the combination of Visleedy's wisdom, experience, as well as Arn's own, are able to give him this sort of advantage. Nonetheless, He's standing on top of this wall and he knows now that he must continue on. So he scrambles down the other side of it, which is a much less, you know, uh, a steep grade. He's able to get down no problem and continue on his way. What is the next thing that he encounters as he continues his way northward across the hinterlands? The features, 65, a clearing. Clearing implies that the forest got thicker. So the pine and spruce forests of this part of the hinterlands as the land slopes up, 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 ever up, is now becoming choked with thick pine spruce forests. Tall, tall, tall evergreens. But he comes to a clearing in this thick spruce copse of, of trees. He's still going fast. He's still trying to go with haste, plus edge, plus three, going to be six. So it's a weak hit, which means he rolls on the table. And he rolls on the table, and it's going to be 83 on edge, which is mark progress twice and reveal a danger. Okay, well, this is good and bad. What is the danger that he encounters? 41? Oh, the path leads you astray. I think the reason why it leads him astray is because winter finally sets in. Over the course of the last few days, the wind is picked up and the snow has begun to blow. And by, by the time, a couple days later, when he gets to this clearing, there is a full-on blizzard that has descended, blanketing the entire region 
in thick, white, freezing snow. When he gets to this clearing, it's white out conditions and it's very difficult. He's trudging his way through this, this, this storm, the, the first of the winter storms to come. It's very easily to get turned around and get lost. And in fact, that is precisely what happens. And what that means is we advance the threat because it takes him time. Advance a threat. 93, we mark menace twice, which means the menace track, which was on six, now goes to eight. That which follows Arn is keeping pace with him. But he is turned around and it takes him the better part of the full day to even get his bearings again. But in the midst of this storm, he realizes that his health is still down to two. He's, he's still, you know, wounded basically from that, um, from that, that fall he took. He has got to try and make camp. He's got he's to find shelter from this storm. That wind is howling, the snow is blowing everywhere. He's got to try and find some sort of shelter. Well, this is still a very rocky region. The, the, the forest is very thick here, but he should be able to find some sort of cave, something like that, that he can take shelter in. Does he secure an advantage? Perhaps before the, before the, the winter set in, in earnest. Perhaps he saw a number of small caves uh, against the cliffside just to the north. And maybe he can use that to his advantage. He's gonna do a secure advantage. This is going to be, again, with, uh, with observation. So this is plus wits. Again, not his great uh, strong point, but he is gonna try and do it. Seven, that's a six. So that is in fact a strong hit, which is great. He can make another move and the plus one. He has in fact found a number of small caves that would that would help uh, shelter him from this oncoming storm. So he manages to, to push his way through the gathering snowdrifts until he gets to this edge of this cave and goes inside to make camp. He's gonna roll plus supply, but he's gonna take a plus one when he, when he does it, he supplies it too, so he's actually gonna roll plus three to make camp, spend a few hours to make camp. And he's gonna roll eight, which is a strong hit. Well, he's gonna recuperate, so his health is gonna go to plus three and I think he's gonna relax as well. So his spirit is gonna to go to plus five. So he does spend several hours in this cave, resting, regaining his focus, remembering what he's here to do, letting the storm blow itself out, if in fact it does blow itself out. But after a few hours, his health, he's feeling a little better mentally as well as physically. He must continue on now. He might want to actually resupply here. He's in a place of relative safety. His supply is down to two. Does he want to hunt for food? I think he does. It does take some more time, so it's possible that this might mean that the threat track advances, but I think he needs to do it. He's gonna roll plus wits. Again, not his, not his greatest thing. And he's gonna roll with, oh, look at that, with an eight, which is a strong hit. You bolster resources, take plus two supply. His supply goes up to four and the threat does not advance. A lot of game animals have gone uh, closer to these caves as well to, to flee this oncoming storm. And I think that uh, Arn is able to, to bring down, you know, like a small deer or something, something to give him enough food resources to bolster his supply, so that is okay. He is very close now. The shadow of the Veiled Mountains are ahead, but that which pursues him is also hot on his heels. Perhaps the next morning, he sets out again. And what does he come across here on what could possibly be the last of his encounters in this wild tanglewood is the Hinterlands. What are the features he finds? 12, impressive flora or fauna. 
Mmm, impressive flora or fauna. This could be bad, because impressive could be giant. There are many elder beasts that live in this part of the world, and um, that could be bad. The, 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 I think the snow is still blowing, so he is going to be... No, it's still edge, it's still edge. He's still going, he's going as fast as he can. Plus edge, what happens here? Impressive flora or fauna, we will see what happens. Oh, look at this! Well, it's a 10, so okay. So nine is a weak hit, which means we roll on the table. Roll on the table with edge, and we roll 67, and 67 is choose one, mark progress, or find an opportunity. Well, opportunities are good, but progress is better in this case. I'm gonna mark progress. Impressive flora or fauna, I think it's flora. Impressive flora. Oh, elder trees, gigantic, almost like the California redwood trees. So, uh, yeah, he comes across a stand, a grove of gargantuan. We're talking trees that go up a hundred feet in the air. Just these massive, ancient, old growth trees that are are tucked away in a, in a crevice in the rock, basically. And he sees that as he's climbing up this, you know, uh, uh, crumbling cliff face. He sees off to his left this wall of magnificent, gargantuan, we'll call them ironwood trees. And they are just things of beauty. These are trees that have survived for thousands of years. And he knows this. He's looking at this grove of trees. And th these, these trees are almost a reminder of the permanence of nature here in the Ironlands. And as well, the reminder that his own folk, the Ironlanders themselves, those who were exiled to these lands centuries and centuries ago, that his own folk are rather impermanent. And I think the reason why he thinks this is as he's climbing up beside this stand of huge trees, he can see the remains of several human skeletons at the base of the trees. What killed them? Who knows? It was obviously years ago, but he does not stop to investigate because he's marking progress. So he continues on. He could, if he wants, he is at eight. And so is the threat track. Locate your objective. His objective is to put the hinterlands behind him before the threat finds him. He's at eight. No, I think he's got to try one more time. He is not yet out of the woods, quite literally. He's also not out of the hinterlands either. What is the next thing that he encounters? Features, 90. Something unusual or unexpected. Could be anything. What is it that he encounters? Unusual, unexpected. We're gonna go with the uh, aspect and focus tables here in Delve. Aspect, 76. Broken passage. Oh, he comes across a broken passage. It is unusual or unexpected. You know what it is? Oh yeah. He's climbing these cliffs, leaving the, the, the bulk of the evergreen forest behind him and, and below him as he's ascending. But ahead of him, up in the rocks ahead, he can see what is very obviously the mouth of a broken down tunnel. And this tunnel, he is reasonably confident, should take him directly through the last section of like this wall of rock miles wide in front of him. That tunnel could lead him to the other side and deposit him into the hills at the base of the Veiled Mountains. Ooh, well a tunnel, he knows, is dangerous. The wind is still howling, the snow is still blowing. He's gonna make for the tunnel, but he's going to carefully try and get to this tunnel using stealth because he's got a suspicion that things might be bad, so he's rolling with plus shadow here. Here we go. Three is seven. No, no! 
Reveal a danger. What is the danger in this tunnel? What is it? 40. Check the domain card. I don't think that the domain of this tunnel is, is the Tanglewood anymore. I'm going to roll on a different domain. And it's going to be, I think a pass. Cause this is kind of what it is. These sites offer a tempting route over otherwise impassable terrain. Hoo hoo, this sounds exactly right. Oh, avalanche or rock slide in the tunnel. Okay, okay. He's making his way through the tunnel. He's, so he's left the storm behind him. He can still hear the echoes of the, the wind through the tunnel though. He makes his way to the tunnel. It's a broken tunnel, so there's big hunks of rock everywhere. And the reason why it's broken is because this is a pass that is prone to avalanches. <laughs> and he's picking his way through this black tunnel. He's busted out a torch as well. He's, you know, you know, looking ahead of him. And up ahead, after some twists and turns and up and down and, you know, uh, precarious footing positions and, and, and all of this stuff, he sees at the very end, what appears like could be an opening. An opening at the end. But before he gets to it, here's the sound of something. Something is rumbling. Something is rumbling. And he realizes that this tunnel is about to collapse. He's got to gun it as fast as he can towards the entrance. Ooh, ooh, that's the danger. He's got to face danger with speed. This is plus edge. This is for all the marbles. He's got to get out of here or else something very bad happens. Okay, we got a nine, which is a strong hit. He does it and he takes plus one momentum. His momentum goes up to six as he leaps out of the tunnel on the other side, just as the entire thing collapses behind him, sealing it off. This is a perfect time now to see if he has located his objective. Is this in fact the exit of the hinterlands? Has he found his way through? He's at nine boxes. The threat is at eight. Roll a challenge dice to compare to your progress. Here we go. <laughs> Not only does it, he does it with a match. Strong hit. He locates the exit and choose another one. He's going to take plus one momentum. His momentum will go up to seven. He blasts his way through this tunnel just as it collapses behind him. A great cloud of of rock dust comes billowing out behind him, basically blowing him even further as, as he goes cascading into the snow drift outside. The wind is still howling, but not quite as fiercely here because he emerges into a valley, a shallow, narrow defile in the rocks. And he looks and he realizes now that behind him, this wall of rock and ahead of him, he now sees stretching out in front of him, a landscape that is similar to what he just came from, but even more craggy. And up ahead, and up, 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 you can see the shadow. What, what was once the shadow of the Veiled Mountains is now shadow no longer, but he can make out the details of the crags. He can make out the snow-covered peaks. Arn has made it through the hinterlands. The threat that was pursuing him is stopped, at least temporarily, at the collapsed tunnel. That which pursues him cannot get through this tunnel. Now, some of you had thought that perhaps this threat is Thalgalos, but no, this threat is not Thalgalos. This threat is something else. I will not reveal that threat just yet because Arn does not have to deal with it. But make no mistake, friends, that threat has not been defeated. No, no, no. This threat has only been temporarily put aside. This threat will continue to plague Arn in the future. But for the moment, 
He has made his way through the tunnel and the hinterlands and now sits at the very base of the foothills that slope up to the veiled mountains. He knows that the lair of Thalgalos is somewhere here and he must find it. But we will have to discover how he is going to find Thalgalos next time because this brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for joining me. As always, don't forget to hit like and subscribe. And if you want to support the show on Patreon, there's a link for that in the notes below. And a big thank you to my Patreons, old and new. Uh, I really appreciate your guys' support. It's great. We will see you next time on Me, Myself, and Die.